I've bought you a present. Have you? Yes. It's been it's been a while since we've given each other gifts on the podcast. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I, I told you about this a few weeks ago, and you've been waiting. Yeah. As in, you don't know what it is. No, I've no idea. But you know, I'm going to give you a gift. It is the answer to every problem. <laughs> there you go. What is? Is that a, a bullet with my name on it? It's not got your name on. That that is a joke I was willing to play later. <laughs> wow! You what can is, take it out. Is it? Is, oh, I've got I've got one as well. Is it a silver bullet? <laughs> it's a silver bullet. <laughs> That's amazing. That's exactly one ounce. Wow! Thank you of, very uh, much. Of finest silver. You see, I've got one. I've got one here as well. I got I got I got a pair, a matching pair. Wow. And I was going to do the joke of I was thinking of writing my name on it. Yeah, <laughs> the Baldrick, Baldrick gag. Yeah, I thought you'd like that. So that's is it? That's exactly what is else. it? Vampires or werewolves or what's werewolves? Werewolves. Yeah. Well, no, va- vampires is a, a wooden stake through, through the, the heart. heart. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the silver bullet is. Uh, but it's become it's become the you know the phrase for for fixing a problem. The, the number of times I've been in IT meetings yes. and we, they're talking about a silver bullet. There you go. Or this isn't a silver bullet. Um, I've I've actually taken this out in meetings now. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take this into work. Yeah, um, that's amazing. Well, when we've had when we've had a particularly difficult problem in the last few weeks, I've just, just taken this out, out and put stuck it, it on yeah, the yeah. jacket. And I've gone. I think we're going to leave one of these. <laughs> and it's now they're now getting bored of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, amazing, amazing. It's, Thank you. It's just Thank a nice. Very much. It's just a nice object, though, isn't it's it? It's got heft as well, hasn't it? One ounce of heft. Yeah, that's the same as um, the you know the one ounce coin. coin yeah, that sure. I, you know, that I've got or the other ones, like um, my, my old silver dollar. Um, but this is just another. It's just another talisman. Mm. Yeah, it's just something to carry around in your pocket. Yeah, I love it. That's amazing. Thank you. And it's obviously it is actually worth something. Yeah, it's of course. Proper bit of silver. Gold bullets are quite a bit more expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you can't kill werewolves with them. No. And I mean, this evening we're about a day off of the full moon. Yes. So I tomorrow, know, I think, isn't it? Uh, no, it's a couple of days ago. Oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're, okay. we're past it. Right. Um, I mean, you can just tell it just looks very serious, is slightly squashed at the moment. Um, so I don't know whether that means that the werewolves are all gone, um, or whether or not we still might need these. I think we should just keep them on us, just. Just in case. If only they could be used to, I don't know, kill government types or something. Mm. Be useful. So last time on the podcast, so I've got a few things. I've got a few things that I've prepared. Yep. Um, the first thing, just just quickly. You, so you had, at the end, you kind of put forward this semi-constructed argument. Um, and I put forward some alternative evidence. And you changed your mind quite quickly. Yes. Do you remember? I do. And I was thinking about that a lot afterwards. Uh, and it's kind of... I was trying to think of a way to. I, it describe was a great it. moment. Well, it's not because it's not like it's it's not like an epiphany because I think an epiphany would be you coming to that conclusion on your own and, and it was me yeah. telling you. But it's, yeah. it's it's like that, isn't it? I think they call them like aha moments and that kind of thing. It was they? it was a realization. Yeah, but um, I was I was I was thinking um, how great these are mm. and how I, I love them. You know, whenever I have anything like that, it's 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 a fantastic feeling, and how it's just strange that some people. We'll do anything to avoid that. Mm. Um, but I was trying to think of, to people who haven't had them, um, uh, trying to think of like an analogy or a way to describe it. And the, the closest thing I could come up with was, do you remember Neo in The Matrix? Where he, and this is a spoiler if you haven't seen The Matrix, where he, where he gets pulled out of The Matrix 
and they've all they've, they've you know he's he's really weak and they've been like rebuilding his muscles and all that sure. kind of stuff and then they it's time for his training so they stick him in a chair and they stick the tube in the back of his head and they're supposed to teach him all this sensible stuff but instead oh they just load it they just load it with like fighting techniques and he gets this moment where he's like just re- overloaded with information in about five seconds <laughs> and it's like and he wakes me up again. and it's like I know kung fu yeah and it's like it's like that isn't yes. it it's like suddenly everything makes sense um, you know in this one and it is a moment isn't it it's like a yes. period of seconds yes um, where it, it, so yeah I, I I mean that the that I, I completely agree with you that the last podcast um, that example was more it wasn't as exciting as that because I was almost realizing how stupid I'd been <laughs> so it was a, it was a bit different but at the same time any any opportunity any as you say it's almost I don't know why people don't see it as, as a positive thing yeah uh, like, any opportunity to be right and to be writer <laughs> and to be you know more right than I was five minutes ago is what I will take and I can I if, if I'm dismantling something I said five minutes ago five years ago whatever I, do, I don't care I don't care I, I am I'm not ashamed of the things that I've said that have been wrong no um, but I'm so glad that they're in the past does that make sense yeah sure but I just I just love I love the moments as well that you that you know that that just yeah. that five seconds where you you think oh, I've got amazing, it amazing I've got it or you know how how wrong I've been for like yeah 45 years or whatever so do you get you must get something similar to that when you're reading an article someone else has written and and they're leading you somewhere again and you go oh, why didn't I think of that mm. those those kind of moments because I really like and I, I'm not uh, of course I wish I had come up with some of these original you know ideas or thoughts or put things together in a particular particularly pithy way um, but what I just like is the fact that it, it happened at all and that someone got there uh, and, and, and wrote something and put something together clearly and, mm. you know, easy to understand and, and grasp yeah particularly when, when if you're reading for example I mean it's great to read you know people like I mean I remember getting this with when I read David E. Friedman a bit and mm. um, Murray Rothbard and these people but then when you read people like Spooner which was like was that 100, 150 years ago or whatever mm. and then he's coming to it and think of the environment that he was in, and he's made these kind of pithy statements um, that are yeah. easy to understand. It's like, okay, this is incredible. You know, it's, you, you get that moment, and then you get this enormous respect for the guy who got yes. there hundreds of years ago. Oh, what well, it was like the um, I, I I forget the name now, but there's someone that um, is quoted. Uh, what's the uh, the books I, I lent you about uh, the Bible um, recently? Maro Biglino. Yeah, uh, but he. Um, he he quotes someone from like a couple of thousand years ago, um, and and his writings, um, and about saying how you know how basically how governments and authorities and and, and whatever and, and and you know organized religion is just pulling the wool over people's eyes. But it just it does it in a way that could have been written like right. Wasn't someone now. like Aristotle or someone? It, like it that, wasn't. Was it? it was someone you hadn't heard of. But right. um, the, the the point is. I think what you're making is that the older these statements are, the more impressive yes, they are. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, albeit, you see, there's a double edge to that, I think, which is that, well, if they were thinking that then, 
what the hell is everyone's excuse now? Mm. You know, um, it, make, it makes me feel worse about now. <laughs> at the same time, about, yeah, about the amount of brainwashing that there that there is. Yes, yeah. just a bit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I've got I've got a bit prepared. Um, so it's it's. Um, I thought I've been thinking about a couple of the people who we've perhaps disagreed with in the past. And, who us? <laughs> and I just want to kind of to not take them down but just I want to kind of analyze what they've said and then sure and come up with you know with an alternative okay um so and the so the first person is and the first person is Sam Harris okay, okay. um and uh so I've, I've got a few things about this you're gonna have to stop me if I get because obviously Sam Harris has been known to wind me up in the past really <laughs> but I think I've um uh I think I've I think I've been reasonable here um now, what, since so I wrote this a few weeks ago. You talked about giving me that gift, you know. Yeah, and it's been planned for a while. Yeah. I wrote this a few weeks ago, um, and since then, I've listened to a podcast of his where he's he's done a post mortem on his COVID, um, uh, yeah, reactions. And you'll be you, you'll be surprised to know that Sam Harris thinks Sam Harris did nothing wrong. Okay, I mean, I, I don't want to make this the Sam Harris critique podcast because otherwise, we'll. I mean, the last time we talked about him, and obviously in a previous one as well. Um, but I, but as I say, I assume that there's no new news in that at all. No, but it did make me laugh because it, it reminded me of you know when you have because I thought his last argument got a little clearer when I played um, the clip. So he does he does clarify some of the things that he's is said he making in further clarifications again then? Well, things like you know the clip where he says, "Give me." Yeah, give me preferentially, yeah, whatever. Um, give me kids well, well, bring preferentially. In our killed. last podcast, we absolutely took, took. Yeah, that. and he's saying I wasn't wishing for that, and and and, and sure. that kind of thing. Um, so, but he's not countering any of the stuff that we said should be put to him. No, no, but it just it reminds me. You know, when you have government inquiries, and it's like it's okay, citizens. <sighs> the government has investigated the government, and the government has found that the government did nothing wrong. Yes, it was a bit like that, right? And I know, obviously, I don't expect him to get us or people like us. No. But there was nothing. There was nothing that even. In fact, it wasn't that there was nothing that he got wrong. It was when he got the things wrong, he was right to get them wrong. <laughs> that's. Uh, but that's very. Um, uh, what's his chops? Dilbert guy as well, isn't it? Um, well, I'm going to come. I'm going to. Why come am I terrible with names today? Scott Adams. Scott Adams. I'm going to, I'm going to come on to him. But. Um, but that is kind of what he said, isn't it? He 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 said that it was only reasonable. That he should have thought in the way that he did. No, this is that's Sam Harris, right? You get it Cause, because we talked about them in like okay. in episodes that were close together. That was Sam Harris, and it was okay. the only reasonable. And he he went through it in the podcast, and in, including things like school closures. So he was absolutely for closing all the schools because we right. didn't know, um, and it was only reasonable at the time. To, so if you were for, uh, sorry, if you were against school closures, you were being unreasonable. I remember. Stats from the BBC in like February of 2020. Okay, as in you could go to the news article on BBC, and it had the numbers coming out of China mm. and of, Italy soon after. And Italy soon after, and it confirmed it again because you kind of went, yeah, "This is just coming out of China." Well, I'm not sure, um, and. All of it was, and I, I remember breathing a sigh of relief. Yeah, this was this was way back before any hint of lockdown or anything, and um, I remember breathing a sigh of relief. It's like, 
It's killing the very, very old. And and it, I think we already had the comorbidities and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well. Yeah. It's like, well, okay, these, these, these people were on their way out anyway. And the, and the key thing was, it's not touching kids, like, at all. So as soon as I said school closures, that was one of those big red flags. Mm, yeah, for sure. Not not one of those I don't know enough yet. But in, in the podcast as well, he was... So he's... He's got a. He was. He went to. Um, he went to somebody else he knows to get statistics. Okay. He's like, I'm not really a stats guy, but everybody else seems to have them. So I went to an expert. Right. Oh God. Who did he go to? It was some guy from Johns Hopkins. But weren't weren't they oh the pandemic God. preparedness? Was, yes. Wasn't that, was that? Yeah. Okay. So he went to this guy. Yeah. They're the guys who wrote. We we did a we did a whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. With on um, event. No, it wasn't Event 201. That was another one. That was the one. That was the simulation they ran about a month before COVID. Yeah, but there was another one that was, was in 2017 or 2018, yeah. wasn't it? Um, anyway, so, and some of the stats this guy was giving him. Um, so, something like uh, a million people have died from it. Um, when and, was this, supposedly? Well, I think he spoke to him recently. Um, so this is in America. In America, he reckons like a it's yeah. Been, it's oh, so, right. So in order to try and validate or otherwise his his COVID opinions, yeah, he's now decided to seek out a statistician. Yeah. Um, apparently, he thinks that three hundred thousand Americans are dead today because they haven't they didn't take the vaccine. Where is he getting? And this is this, utter drop. This is and what well, John Hopkins. But this is this is another this, this is another one of his great lines. And I, and I had to had to pause it and write this down. It seems that around three hundred thousand Americans are dead today, who would not be dead had everyone just gotten vaccinated, blindly like obedient sheep. <gasps> oh my God! I know he can't help himself, can he? No. And how many people do you think he thinks died as a result of the vaccine in Zero. America? Zero. Negative. Two. Two people. Two people. And one of them wasn't... This is like uh, anaphylaxis. And and one of them wasn't even even the the mRNA vaccine. Um, Which vaccine then? Well, so one was like Johnson & Johnson or whatever, and one was, you know... Oh, so there was a DNA vector one as well. But yeah. It's incredible. Apparently he had COVID last month as well. (laughs) I mean, that is funny. Yeah. Um, uh, there's no apparently this John's Hopkins guy he thinks that no evidence that hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin do anything at all no evidence for that and apparently myocarditis isn't a risk there are no long term clinically significant consequences from this type of myocarditis because the myocarditis you get with the vaccines is very different and it's very mild it is very different it's not very mild I'll stop you there I know yeah my god but also that's another thing it's like the myocarditis isn't really the issue the issue you get it the the issue is the reason you're getting the myocarditis is because you're having heart damage yeah my god anyway so his you you mentioned it earlier his whole thing was it was only reasonable it was only reasonable Mm. at the time so I just want to I want to kind of do a little bit of a thought experiment and just kind of translate that into a few statements okay okay so what he's saying um is that it's there are times when it's only reasonable to advocate for tyranny for tyranny and <laughs> and fascism and by extension of that there are times when it is unreasonable to oppose fascism <laughs> that isn't, isn't that, that's, that's what he's saying, isn't it? <laughs> it I'm, is. not, I'm not trying to Cathy Newman um, him. 
Um, so um, open on my open on my phone right now is um, uh, is, a, is a page I was going to read of because um, because later on we're going to talk about some of these little philosophical rules and things because I've made some notes um, and I just I have to mention Morton's fork at this point. I've heard that. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you. I, have. Could, I couldn't tell you what it is. No, uh, I, I, I I noted it down because I thought you would like it in particular. Because the guy who um, uh, who came up with it um, came up with it in order to justify a tax. <laughs> so I thought I thought you'd like this in particular. Okay. Um, but uh, John Morton, who uh, was, oh, this is this is like fifteenth century. Um, he was he was the Archbishop of Canterbury and the Lord Chancellor in, okay. like, in the fourteen eighties. Okay. So obviously this guy was great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what he uh, what he did, um, I mean, Morton's fork is a it's a it's a false dichotomy. Okay, this is this is something that is not true. It's a false dilemma. Yeah. Okay, um, but he came up with the idea that uh, you could rationalise the payment of a benevolence, a tax, a benevolence to the, to the king, a benevolence. Isn't that? I mean, that's just. I'm I'm surprised they don't still call it that now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that that you could have this tax to the king by reasoning that someone who lived modestly must be saving money and therefore could afford the tax, whereas someone who lived extravagantly was obviously rich and therefore they could afford the tax. <laughs> so, so, as you can see, it's complete nonsense, okay? Complete nonsense, but it's about justifying something. Mm, that's because of yeah, heads I win, tails you lose. Yes, Morton's fork right. felt felt appropriate. Yeah, for what you were talking about. So anyway, so he he's basically saying there are times when it's unreasonable to oppose fascism because that's what it was. Mm. Um, so what are these times, you might ask? And it's it's not even because he's he's admitted that he was wrong now about or no he's he's admitted that. We were wrong, you know. The scientific establishment was wrong, um, but it was a, we, we did reasonable things at the time, like the school closures. Um, Has he got any lessons from this, though? What's I don't, I don't, I don't think so. But so, it's not just in cases of national emergency, is it? Because we've proven now that he's admitted that it's not, it's not as bad for children. Um, you know, it's, it's not. COVID wasn't as bad as we thought. Yeah. But, we, we didn't. We didn't know. We didn't know at the time. So it's not even in, in times of national so, emergency. It, it's not even when there may be one. It's just when we don't know. It's when, it's when we don't know. Even I'm going to take it even further. Even when all the data suggests otherwise, because you mentioned earlier the data oh, from China in February, yeah. in March we had it from Italy. Um, but unfortunately, what that says is, and I mean the reason I mentioned the BBC before was because I wanted to say that this was this was evidence evidence. <laughs> Uh, that was very much in the public domain, very much someone who is very is part yeah, an organisation that is absolutely lockstep with the establishment and the and the narrative and the data was there. I don't think they they, they didn't get told the narrative at the time, did they? It wasn't it wasn't prepared until I remember the middle of March mm. was when everything everything switched, mm. um, and when and when. Maybe certain government ministers started turning their WhatsApps onto, you know, dissolving messages, so they couldn't be uh, couldn't be saved anywhere. Yeah, that's just come out in the 
COVID inquiry. Oh, is that what they were doing? Well, it's, it's, what, it's what the uh, the head civil servant did at a particular point in time. Right. I think I think when he heard that there was going to be an inquiry, he turned all his WhatsApp messages into seven-day ones. <laughs> so to summarise, Sam Harris, even when all evidence suggests there is no national emergency, it may be reasonable to advocate for fascism. I, I, I think it's that's paraphrasing, a, yeah. but I don't think it's a stretch. No, and uh, the opposite is, even when all data suggests everything is fine, it's unreasonable to oppose fascism. Oppose mm. fascism, sorry. Yeah, and. I think what he what he's saying this is this is me Kathy Newmaning him as well a bit but I think what he's saying is that the people the people who advocated for for fascism and got it wrong people like him hmm. should be lauded and listened to next time <laughs> whereas the people who got it right should be punished and never heard from again Yes I don't I don't think I'm because of some notion of reasonableness and unreasonableness Yes. That doesn't bear out to the outcome, you know, lit- the literal outcome. If you were right all along, you must have been unreasonable, because it was unreasonable not to advocate for. It's amazing social right? distancing. I mean, he t- he it's talked amazing. in the podcast about washing down all his groceries every time. Oh, he was one of those. He was people. one of those. Oh, of course, he was. I knew people who did that. Really? Yeah. I mean, that's people. Unfortunately, I'm still affiliated with now. Jeez. Yeah. Well, they'd leave them in the um, in the garage for three days. Three days. Yeah. Is that how long COVID was, the COVID particles were supposed to last? On surfaces. Right. I I I knew people, as in I still know these people, who <laughs> um, would would have different clothes to wear when they go out, and so very specifically. When they came in the door, they'd get changed. They would strip and put their clothes away. I don't know, in a bag or something, and then put different clothes on. And incinerate them. Well, <laughs> I mean, but if you take it to its logical extent, you had to think in in the way you've just taken it, which is, I'm never going to touch that again. Yeah. But again, some BBC person says COVID lasts on surfaces for three days. Trust that. Therefore. I'll just hang my coat over there for three days. I remember, I remember, and I've said this before on the podcast. I, I was working close to Chinatown, and I was worried that all the Chinese restaurants would get shut down. So I was going, I was yeah. going to Chinatown in like February, March before mm. before the lockdown, yeah, um, to give them my business because uh, I was genuinely worried that everyone was going to just not go anywhere near Chinatown. You're such a racist. <laughs> um, can we move on to Scott Adams, please? Right. So Scott Adams was luck. Do you remember that? Right, you see, I've done, as I said, I was getting them a bit muddled up because they're yeah. both in a similar kind of camp. So I've got, I've got, a, I've got a lot here. So he was, he's, he was unlucky, or he was, we were lucky, or one of those combinations. Yeah, both. Okay, okay, and there, so there's a, there's a lot here. Uh, you're, you're going to guess where I'm going, but just, okay. just, just leave me to it. Um, so the first thing is, and I, I, I'm not an avid follower of Scott Adams, um, but I, I was following him on Twitter, and I don't. I don't remember him mentioning luck beforehand. I don't ever remember him saying, hey guys, I'm taking this new jab, 50-50 chance it will work, wish me luck. You know, there was none of that, was there, um, before, he, before he took the jab. Um, but he's, I, th- I'm, I think I'm right in saying that he described it as being a coin flip, didn't he? The, the vaccines. I'm sure in, in, a, in, a, right. in a response, in a tweet to somebody else, he was talking about it being a coin flip. You guys were lucky. 
I, I wasn't. Uh, right. As in very much, again, after the event. After the event. Yes. After the event, he described okay. it as a coin flip, right? So okay. a coin flip is 50-50 chance. Yes. Okay. And we we would write that as... That's the problem with the silver bullet. You can't, you can't flip it. <laughs> you can have it in your pocket, but you can't use it to settle whether or not to have a vaccine. So 50-50 chance, uh, we write that as one over two, one slash two, mm-hmm. okay? And we would we would say that's one out of two or one in two, okay? Yes. One in two chance. So this, and this, this is, I'm going to get a, a bit mathematical on you, but I'm trying to just explain. I'll just call my guy from John Hopkins. <laughs> I'm just trying to explain uh, a, a little bit how, um, how these things work. So it wasn't just vaccines, was it? So there are a number of things. So let's say take vaccines and masks. And for the benefit of this, I'm just going to say that uh, they're both one in two, one in two chance. Okay. I okay. You know, obviously you and I th- think differently, but you know we, we know differently. To uh, you know, to, just to give Scott Adams the benefit of the doubt, so that these things were all 50-50 chances. As in wearing a mask. Every time you wore a mask, it was a 50-50 chance that you would catch it if someone was around you is that no what no, you're no. Saying, or? The, the fact that whether masks they work, work, or, they work or they don't right okay so vaccines work and masks social work. distancing you go in the same direction well just bear with me okay okay so we've got vaccines which is one over two yep okay one in two and yep. we've got masks which is one over two one in two and then yeah if you want to work out the, prob- the probability because this is all about probabilities okay it's 50 mm-hmm. 50 chance if you want to work out the probability of either one of them obviously you've got that already both of them together what you do is you multiply the numbers so you multiply the top numbers, that's easy. One multiplied by one is one. And then you multiply the bottom numbers, two multiplied by two. And then you have a one in four chance. Yeah. So one slash four. Add something else in, ivermectin. Okay, let's just say that's 50-50 chance as well. Okay. Okay. So you've got you've got already got the one in four, one over four. Yeah. You multiply that by one over two. Again, one multiplied by one is one, two multiplied by four is eight. So you've now got a one in eight chance. Okay, so these odds are quite stacked against you. Mm. Now, think of all the things that the government have done wrong. Okay, yes. all, all that, that potentially were coin flips. You know, like you've got like lockdowns, we masks, came up restrictions, with a list. yeah, regulations, exercise, vitamin D, school list. closures, washing down your groceries. Um, rule of six. Ru- yeah, the rule of six. Um, you know, incinerating your clothes after you're going out, Curfews. all that kind of stuff. Sitting yeah. down in restaurants. Yeah, okay, so we could easily come up with 20 things, couldn't we? We could easily come right. up with 20. Right, as soon as you get to 20, 20 coin flips, yeah. the chances are one, it's over one in a million. Right, there we go. That, that's how you get to one in a million. Right. So imagine, it's, it's like flipping, flipping a coin and it landing heads every single time, 20 times in a row. It's yeah. one, in, one in a million chance that'll happen. Yeah. So is, I mean, is, is that what Scott's saying? It's like, you know... It's, that's how lucky it, we it, were. Th- that's how lucky we were to get everything right is a one in a million chance. I think he is saying that. Um, Genuinely, I think when people say you got lucky, they're talking lottery levels of luck because they, can't, they still can't fathom that we could have won. Mm. And... And and it, and that's that's why I think you're in the right territory. And this leads me on to talking about those crazy clown theorists, because they, you know, they've got to be the world's unluckiest clowns, haven't they? <laughs> to get to get all these things wrong every single time. 
God, where do we start? I mean, this this reminds me of what Brett Weinstein talks about, which is how many times can you get something 180 degrees from what it should be? Well, he's, that's a very he's mentioned it, but there. I, I wanted to take it further and actually yeah. tell you the prob- you know, I actually tell you the probability. You know, it, it's it's exponential. It, can, it doubles every single yes. time. So it's one in yeah. one in two, one in four, one in eight, one in sixteen, one in thirty-two, one in sixty-four, one hundred twenty-eight. You know, 256, yeah. 512, 1024. You do it 20 yeah. times, you're over a million. So that's that's what we're talking about. It's not just you're mm. a little bit unlucky. You know, mm. what what are the chances? Well, I can tell you the chances. One in a fucking million. Yeah, and that's for just the 20 and that's, things. And that's just 20 things. You know, think of the number of things that the government and the cathedral have gotten wrong. In fact, even in the last the first couple of I months. I don't even want to say, you see, that saying, that's their term, getting it wrong. They didn't get it wrong. Oh no! It, well, clearly, that's yes. my that's my point. Yeah, I, this is an adjacent point, um, but when uh, people are dying, yeah, I mean, the excess deaths are up. You just finished listening to the that new Dennis Roncor, um, uh podcast yes. on germ warfare. We go through the numbers again. Um, uh, my sister-in-law knows two people as in right let, let's be really clear here okay so she lives around the corner okay and you're talking about your other sister-in-law not my wife not your wife right not your wife you know you know the person i'm talking about um so her next door neighbor dropped dead a couple of weeks ago oh jeez. uh he was just in his 50s uh heart attack and a friend of hers who was a similar age to her she's in her 30s Similar age to her, she's young. Drop, drop dead of a, a brain hemorrhage um, last week. She was on her way to meet this person, and she got a phone call. So she's had a you know an odd couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, that last one certainly wasn't wasn't nice. You know, your, your neighbours you're not you're not as close to as your friends, obviously, but it's still very mm. literally close to home. Um, but certainly someone who is you know your age group. Um, He's got two kids and a husband, mm. and that's just it's just horrible. Um, uh, th- this morning, I hear that uh, Matthew Perry, yeah, I hear um, has has died. I mean, uh, he is someone who has somewhat abused the substances, um, but that to me just makes him all the more at risk of being. I mean, could he be that vaccinated? He literally wore a T-shirt saying that and and so pimped for people to buy it. What did he? What did he die of? Well, the news is saying drowning because he was found in his hot tub. But so why did he why did he drown? In I his think hot, he had, tub, had a heart I, th- I think he had a heart attack and then at, at at best did drown, but drowned because he couldn't get out of the hot tub because mm. he was suffering a heart attack. Uh, but he's again, he is he's what fifty something. Yeah, he can't 50, be fifty eight something. Yeah, like he's got, he's, got, he's probably ten or so years older than me. He's yeah. not old. Um, my point is, uh, people are dying. It's not stopping. I actually went through. You know, there's that initial thing where, you just, where I mean, certainly I was saying to you, everyone's going to die. <laughs> Everyone is going to jab. They're all going to die. It's bad. I thought it was that bad. I also thought potentially it was bad in a number of years. Mm. Um, maybe three, maybe five, maybe well, ten. I, I, but I, we didn't know. Obviously, I remember thinking it would take a certain number of years off your life. 
Yes. And, that, and, that, and then obviously dependent on how fit and healthy you are. Yeah, exactly. Um, more, more recently, we also went through, we went through, we talked about it on this podcast, every journey I went on, I would see at least one mm. ambulance with its sirens on. Okay. And that doesn't happen anymore. I still see the occasional one, but nowhere near. I still think still I see more, more than Than before. pre-COVID, yeah. yeah. Um, but there was there was a peak, okay. And so, again, I've been I have been thinking more recently, up until this last couple of weeks, let's just say, that, and and hearing some of the other people on COVID distance side talk about what's in the jabs and how they work, and we know more now, and how actually, if you got lucky, you got lucky, as in. Maybe you got the saline. Maybe you got a bit that wasn't kept at the right temperature. Maybe they didn't shake the vial, so it was all at the bottom. You know, all of these different things that could have contributed to the fact that we know people that haven't suffered a terrible death or an adverse reaction. And I've been thinking more recently, it's not as bad as I thought. And then, and now people keep dying. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, And then I thought back, I was having this conversation with my wife, and I said... Do you remember when they started normalising uh, sudden deaths? Yeah. And it was early, proper early. Anyone can get a heart attack at any age. They had adverts ready of teenage girls dropping dead on the pitch. And they would they, and they came up with all these different stories and they were normalising sudden death. And that was like early 2021. The point is, they already knew. If you're putting out that propaganda at that stage, then you already know. That there is the evidence against the, well, we couldn't have possibly known at the time. Because why were you normalising? Why was the media normalising sudden death? That's just not something you do. You don't need to. You don't need to normalise that ever. <laughs> well, this reminded me a little bit of the, uh, you know, because my, my, my whole point with this last bit is, what are the chances? Yes. Um, and this reminded me a little bit of, um, and I wrote this. I wrote this a while ago, but you sent me an article um, about what was in the, the COVID jabs. jabs, and specifically, I love that. We can. We, I love being able to say they are literally shit. <laughs> it's brilliant. But that, that there was there was an, that article specifically set mentioned, I think five different yes. ways. For the DNA, because there is DNA in there. It's not just it's so. Not this just is RNA. one of the new things that even you and I did not know. Yeah. It was these DNA plasmids. Yeah, yeah. But there, there were five mechanisms. Yes. for it to get in. Yes, and, hit, and the point of the article then there was like, well, what are the chances that all these five made yeah. it into the jabs? Well, and it says at the at the top of the article, it says, if they're dumb, they're really, really, really dumb. Yeah, the guy. These guys at Pfizer are proper, proper stupid because they had five different ways. And we, and because we had a we had a, like a bit of a conversation about this, but it was it's a bit like you, you know Han, Hanlon's razor, isn't it? Yes. So never, never attribute to malice that which can be adequately explained by stupidity. Something like that. You're you're almost word for word on it there. I've got it right. written down here. Okay. Um, Never attribute to malice that which is adequately explained by stupidity. I've got a list of razors and other things. Brilliant, brilliant. Because it's if if, if this is right and it, and it's it's a one in a million chance. Is that? I think you'll find the word that, "never" starts this sentence, Annie. No, but is that an ad, is that adequate? Is that an, ad, an adequate Abs- explanation absolutely. of stupidity? And 
Well, and so, yeah, which is adequately explained. I don't think that five different mechanisms in a very scientifically complicated um, you know, piece of medical technology um, that is very clearly described by people, non-medical and medical alike now, as a way of getting DNA. There wasn't even supposed to be DNA in there. And then there is DNA in there. And then my, my, my favorite of these mechanisms is we did something to break it down into little pieces. Which increases which, the chance. Which makes it more likely to, to, yeah. to go in. Again, that's a similar, a similar to, and it's not, nothing DNA related, um, but the, um, the lipid nanoparticles mm. being designed to... To break the blood-brain barrier. Exact, exactly yeah. right. Um, this isn't just something they found out when they did this, and that would be, in quotes, bad enough. Um, but, but yeah, that, of course that's not an adequate explanation of stupidity. And lots of these things, some, some of these mechanisms... That's the only thing they do? Yes. Like they don't do something else, and a side effect is they help DNA get into your system. It's like, that's the only thing that, that yes. does. Um, so, I, so, have you got a bit more? Because I, I wanted to talk about some razors. Well, yeah, so it's, I, I, think, we need, I think we need a new razor. <laughs> so we've got, we've got Hanlon's razor, which is never attribute to malice, that which can be adequately explained by stupidity. And I'm going to call this... Young's razor, or maybe Toby's razor. After Toby Young, the king of king of the crazy clown theorists, which is so it it starts off similar. So it's never attribute to malice, and then it stops, and there. that's it. Yeah, because there's what can you what can you do? There's you know how however much evidence you can you can give him, it's just a clown show. I had a look today uh, about an hour before we started recording at uh, The Daily Skeptic. And on the front page of The Daily Skeptic, uh, I assume right now, uh, is still this story um, that is, was it, was it, is it legal for Israel to invade Gaza? Someone writing a whole article, okay, some professor Does that make it law, okay? Just the presence of this article really, really wound me up. And it, it doesn't it doesn't matter what you think about either side or or any of it at all. It was it was the fact that I'll tell you what we'll do. And this it, to me, it summarised the site now and what the site has become, which is this legally finickety. Um, you know, it it cloaks itself in principle, but these principles are really the principles are as good as Hanlon's razor. Right. In terms of they're not really principles at all, like like the principle of law, or we believe in law and order. And so what we're going to do is here we're going to analyse very cleverly, and we're going to use clever language to see whether or not this is actually legal or not. Well, vaccine mandates would have been legal. <sighs> exactly. It's got nothing to do with right or wrong. Oh, that was another thing that Sam Harris was. He's he, so he 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 advocated for vaccine mandates for like for nurses and medical, and he still thinks yeah. that's fine. He, he doesn't. He hasn't wrote back from that. No, he hasn't wrote back. Yeah. Um, so, Hannah's razor came up for me in the last few weeks because, um, uh, again, Brett Weinstein talked about it. Um, he does a brilliant take. See, I remember um, uh, James Dellingpole did an article about Hannah's razor probably a year or so ago. I remember because because he, he was getting annoyed that Toby kept referring to it all the time because it's just his go-to place, isn't it? It's yeah, just, it's it's cock up, not conspiracy. It, Hanlon's razor, Hanlon's razor, Hanlon's razor. 
Only only appeared in about 1980, the year I was born. Right. It's not old. Okay. okay. Are you, are you, do you remember Do you remember um, uh, Delling Pohl's great line about that? I don't remember anything specific. I've, I can probably find it. Well, no, it was something like, because somebody, somebody mentioned it to him. It might have even been Toby. And he yeah. said, well, if that wasn't written by a psychopath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Brett talks about Occam's Razor. You've, you've heard yes, of Occam's yeah, Razor. Yeah, of course. See, I, I looked this up. I didn't realise that it was so old. Okay. This is 14th century was when Occam was. Really? Okay. In the 1300s. Yeah. Um, and he never actually said these words, but he, he wrote down a, a phrase in like Latin or whatever uh, that was literally, literally translated as entities must not be multiplied beyond necessity. Now, if you can tell me what that fucking means... The translation, the, the interpretation that everyone uses for Occam's Razor is the simplest explanation, is usually the best one, or usually the correct one. And um, Brett Weinstein does a, does a great takedown on Handler's Razor. He calls it Handler's Sledgehammer. He says, it's not a razor. <laughs> he says, it's masquerading as yeah, a razor. Yeah, I thought that was, that was brilliant. Um, and, and it's the fact that you've got very clearly the word usually... In Occam's razor, mm. it's not definite. Um, what I liked about the way Brett talked about it was he doesn't not swear on his podcasts, but he doesn't swear very often. When he does, you know he means it. Yeah. It has it has impact. When and so he when he said, and what the fuck is never doing in that sentence, that just that really highlighted it for me. But he completely completely takes it takes it apart. Mm. Um, and well, that just I was just thinking about that when you mentioned because I hadn't thought about Occam's razor for a while until you just mentioned it. Yeah, and it's almost it's kind of opposing Hanlon's razor, yes, isn't it? It is. So like the simplest like design, the simplest explanation for all this COVID stuff is that it was deliberate. Yes, is that they want to kill you or they want to hurt you. The simplest explanation is you find it's five the, mechanisms. It's almost the only explanation. When you find five mechanisms in the drug that allow it to uh, integrate its DNA into you, the simplest explanation is they want to integrate the DNA into you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's it. That's Occam's razor right there. But yet, the youngs of this world don't want to, don't want to follow that. No. They, they'd rather find the one that, that talks about stupidity. I thought you might like to uh, know about a couple of others. So, are you aware? You probably are, okay, because you're a fan, okay. But are you aware of Hitchens' razor? Oh, no. It's Chris, the, the Christopher Hitchens, the, the, Hitchens. the greater of the two. <laughs> I feel terrible saying that whenever we say that, but it is true. Um, so, you've got 14th century Occam's razor. You've got Hanlon's razor kind of cropped up in 1980 and then got repeated in a couple of books and things. And there's been absolutely latched onto mm. by, by the powers that be. Uh, I mean, whether, um, uh, whether, whether Delling Paul's right in that it was literally written by a psychopath for, for these horrible ends, it doesn't have to have been. It could have been written by just an idiot. And then... <laughs> the irony. <laughs> <laughs> by just an idiot. And then taken up by psychopaths who've gone, oh, I can use that. I love how you've used Hanlon's razor to explain Hanlon's razor. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. It can um, adequately be explained by, as being written by an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should be the, the, the new version. Hitchens razor um, in 2007. Okay. What can be asserted without evidence can also be dismissed without evidence. Oh, I love it. Genius. I love it. So simple. 
so clear. Okay, you don't you don't need to look anything up to, yeah. to understand that. And of course, he's talking about religion. I mean, of course. Okay, um, what can be asserted without evidence can also be dismissed without evidence. Brilliant. Um, but I've seen. Um, I, 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 when I when I saw this, I started I started clicking around on the internet and reading up about stuff, and I, f- I actually found when again when reading about these philosophical raises, and I found an article that I had actually read a few years ago um, about trying to take down the atheist position from the theist perspective. Okay. Okay. Awful article. Okay. A- <laughs> absolutely awful. Uh, try, trying to. Trying to turn people like Hitchens, and there was this kind of brigade of these um, uh, of these you know, famous atheists. Well, yeah, there was the big four, wasn't there? Uh, yeah. So there's those Hitchens, Dawkins, Dawkins, Sam, Sam Harris, yeah, and Dillahunty, yeah. They, they, they were the big four. And so, um, even in the Wikipedia article for for Hitchens Razor. Um, there's links to this article, and yeah, you know, oh, this is this is disputed by such and such, and whatever, whatever, whatever. Hannah's razor, of course, is not disputed by anyone on Wikipedia, <laughs> um, but Hitchens' razor is. And and I, as I came across this article, and as I read it, I thought, I've read this before, and I and I started remembering what I what I felt about it before, because it's just full of nonsense, just full of utter nonsense. You know, trying to position that the belief that's <laughs> Even putting that word in, he's like, the belief that something doesn't exist is a belief, and therefore it should be the same, it should be held to the same rules as you're holding us with these beliefs that we have. It's just this stupid, circular, circular thing. So everything is equal, and every belief yes. in everything anywhere. Yes, whether, you should... be- whether you're believing something does or doesn't exist. Yeah. So it's, it's, Again, it was, all be- it was one of these all bets are off type stuff. Yeah, so fl- flat, flat earthers should and be everything. treated with the same respect. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, so a couple of other things that I found on my travels. Um, Zub, have you heard? Of, have you got Zuby's razor on? There? I haven't. That's not in Wikipedia's list of razors. Um, but that is pronouns in bio yeah. equals insane, isn't it? Something like pretty, that. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. The number of times I've seen you did know it though. Zuby's razor. Yeah. yeah. No. Like, we should we should run that down. Have you heard of the Sagan standard? No. So this is Carl. Carl Sagan. is it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Nineteen seventy nine. I'll put the dates down for all, sure, yeah. for all these. Um, extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. I have heard that. I'm sure you've probably heard I that. I didn't know that's what it was. That's the Sagan standard, or that's what it's become known as. I disagree with that wholeheartedly. I don't, I don't like that at all. Okay. I, I, I just need the tiniest bit of evidence, thank you very much. I don't need extraordinary evidence at all for my extraordinary claim. As long as I can prove that claim, then I can prove that claim. To, to, to say that when you've got something really, really, really huge and amazing, that is just because it's against, again, the mainstream, so therefore it is extraordinary, that, the fact that my burden of proof has to be higher for that? I don't think so. Yeah, you just want adequate evidence. And to, to, it's completely subjective. I mean, on both sides, the, the both the you know, extraordinary nature of the claim and the extraordinary nature of the evidence. But I would, yeah. I mean, it's nonsense. Yeah, if you if you claim something, then you need evidence. You need enough evidence to prove it. So it's it. it you, ceases, only need, you only need one piece of evidence to disprove it, and then everything else is you know. You know, it's it, so it ceases. That's how science works. To, yeah, but 
it would cease, as soon as you have the evidence, however much evidence that is, it would cease to be an extraordinary claim, just at that very moment. Yes. So for someone I, you know, quite respected, mm. um, I, don't, I don't like that phrase at all. And I think it might just be rhetoric. Well, was it, what was the context? Was he, was he yeah. talking about, for example, like religion? Again, going back to religion. So you've got this, these wild claims. Potentially. I'm going to need some pretty good evidence that a sky fairy has done P- all this. P- potentially. But um, again, I don't want to hold anyone to a different standard of evidence, mm. ever. So I don't, I don't like that. Um, Morton's Fork, I mentioned, mentioned before. That's, yeah. a, that's a fun one because of the tax, uh, tax thing. Um, Russell's Teapot. Okay. Have you heard I'm not just making stuff up. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you heard of that one? Because I have. I had. I'd heard of this one. Possibly. This is Bertrand Russell. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Uh, and there's not a specific date. This, but basically 1950s. Okay. Um, uh, and I, I'm going to read you the full the full quote because I could tell you very specifically what uh, what it is in a shorter number of words, um, but I want to read just this paragraph here. Okay. So again, I'm on the anti-religion thing. Here, this is uh, in an article titled... You surprise me. Is there a God? <laughs> okay. Um, oh, okay, so it was, this was, uh, it was commissioned but never published in a magazine if in 1952. And he wrote, Many orthodox people speak as though it were the business of sceptics to disprove received dogmas rather than of dogmatists to pr- prove themselves. This is, of course, a mistake. If I were to suggest that between the Earth and Mars there is a China teapot revolving about the Sun in an elliptical orbit, nobody would be able to disprove my assertion, provided I were careful to add that the teapot is too small to be revealed even by our most powerful telescopes. But if I were to go on to say that since my assertion cannot be disproved, it is intolerable presumption on the part of human reason to doubt it, I should rightly be thought to be talking nonsense. (laughs) If, however, this is my favourite bit, if, however, the existence of such a teapot were, were affirmed in ancient books, taught as a sacred truth every Sunday and instilled into the minds of children at school, hesitation to believe in its existence would become a mark of eccentricity and entitle the doubter to the attentions of the psychiatrist in an enlightened age or of the inquisitor in an earlier time. Love it. Brilliant. Love it. So, yeah, that Russell's teapot is that, you know, if, you, if, if, if the teapot's so small that, it, you know, that you, mm. you're saying it's out there, then, of course, that's nonsense. Of course it is. That's so. That's not a. Is that is that, is it's that not a class as a race? No, 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 yeah. no, no. But these are just you. You can go on a proper hunt, especially on Wikipedia. You can just keep clicking around yeah, on all these. It's like um, Hobson's choices and all these. Chesterton's fence and. Do you know that one? Oh, I, oh what's that one? I've recognised the name. It's where well, G.K. Chesterton, mm. um, uh, and it was something like, if you see a fence. Um, don't just take it down because you, you need to assume that there, there, there was probably was a reason there. that it was there yes. in, in the first place. So, you know, before you just rip it down, um, you know, you, you should, you should, you know, err on the side of caution in case there's like a, you know, it was keeping a bull in a field or whatever, I guess. Right. I'm, I'm assuming he means a fence in a... A literal fence. Well, yeah, but but, um, but, but not like a, a fence around something. As opposed to, yeah, as opposed to just part of a fence in the middle of a field yes. and nothing else yes or yes between two areas that you can still get to if you go round the fence exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yes it had to be something continuous mm. yeah but that's you see that's that's precautionary principle oh of course it is and, it, and I think I think I th- he was talking about that from like because he was like a, he was a conservative wasn't he so it's mm. like you know it's very much we shouldn't just tear down these institutions 
Mm. You know, they're there. They're oh, there for God. a reason. It's one, it's one of those. So it's that's, not a good one. That's Handler's Razor again, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in that it's ballpark. In that, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. It's, it's in that, in that collection. Yeah. So the, the closest I can come up to, kind of the opposite of, of Toby's Razor is Nick's Razor. Okay. Always attribute to malice. <laughs> Assume everything is malice and go from there. <laughs> I mean, you could, you could change the ending of that, you know, and, and less proved otherwise or whatever. But I think just keep it simple. Just start from the, from the place that it's bad and then try to find reasons why it's not. Certainly from the point of view of the... From 2020 onwards. Of, of the government and the cathedral. Um, yeah. It's, you know, because my... I remember... Because my, my default position was, was, was kind of like, I guess, Hanlon's Razor-ish is like, you know, people mean well. I'm talking like like twenty years ago, whatever. Mm. It's like, well, they, they people, yeah, the politicians make mistakes, but most of them mean well. And now, I yeah, find you, this I, still, I, still, I still thought they were the odd evil one, but I most find this most people because there's a obviously a wonderful phrase: "The road to hell is paved with good intentions." Yeah. Okay. I've used this phrase before when we're talking on this podcast about how nobody evil thinks they're being evil. Now, I don't know whether that's always strictly true, um, but I think there's a large... I think... I think Some of the psychopaths, most, I think, though. But they still think they're doing it for some kind of greater good, aren't I, they? I'm not sure. I think some of them love control. Yeah, but that's, that's their... That, what, so it's just literally just good for them because they're the ones in control. Yep. Yeah, potentially. I just... I get the impression... And maybe this is maybe this is flawed. Maybe this is wrong, completely wrong. But that the majority of evil, you know, a strong, large, you know, even more than eighty percent of even quotes evil, is is done with good intentions. Is done purely, purely. They think they're doing the right thing. Um, They've rationalised it. Yeah, I think they're telling themselves they're yes. doing the right thing. Yes. But I think there's a lot of cognitive dissonance there. Oh, to, yeah. to the point I'm not where, saying there is an insanity yeah. and everything else involved, but, but just to the point where you can see you can see people talking about things like mask mand- mask mandates um, uh, and school closures and lockdowns and all these kind of things with a hint of glee. With you can see the glee in their eyes. You can see the glee in their eyes. You're going to have yeah. to do what we tell you to do. Yeah. Well, and when they don't adhere to their own rules. Because they know they're bollocks. What does that say? Yeah. Yeah. This is it. Um, so but yes, it's the opposite of it's the opposite of, of Toby's razor. Yeah. I uh, I've got one other. Um, I mean, you you would do well to be a contrarian. Yes, as we said, as we said, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't have to be a contrarian. But you to- also shouldn't be as. It's the coin flip again, isn't it? That that's exactly what it is. Is that the contrarian should only be right. Right, half of the time. <laughs> but when you multiply it up like that, it, it is it is a very strong chance that the contrarian is always right. Oh, certainly, f- f- since twenty twenty. Yes, I think they have been. Yes, yeah. Um, so I've got one other thing which I'm not calling a razor. Okay. I'm calling this Shermer's law. <laughs> <laughs> We've had Toby's razor and Shermer's law. I'm calling this Shermer's law. And it is only apply scepticism to theories unsupported by establishment narratives. Oh, jeez, yeah. Shermer's law 
Sherman's law of skepticism, however you want to, you want to call it. Yeah. Um, but he literally puts his fingers in his ears and says, la, 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 for anything that goes against... The cathedral. The cathedral. Mm. So he's only... He is, he is a gatekeeper. He is, he is there purely to be sceptical of sceptics. Sherman's law. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's really, really good. I was, I was thinking a bit about the cathedral earlier because I've, we've, and we've talked about religion a little bit um, in the past few minutes, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but with some some religionists, um, particularly ones who've recently discovered it, mm. um, you know, like Dunning Pole and, mm. and, and and these people. Um, so w- one of the things about religionists is that they, you kind of expect a certain smugness. Yes, basically. it's like one of the one of the things. It's it's you know it's kind of part of the course. Yeah, but they've there's like a certain type of smugness that they've ha- had, and it's it's like it's they're behaving like they're red pilled. Yes, they think they are. They they it's like they think they're red pilled, and it just that strikes me as crazy. If there's if there's one institution that's part of the cathedral, then it's the church. <laughs> <laughs> and how? How does that escape them? <laughs> Sorry, that, that has genuinely thrown me. Um, because it's called the fucking cathedral. I know, but it's that that seems so crazy, doesn't it? That they've missed that. Um, I mean, look, it is only named the cathedral because someone decided to call it that. But uh, it, it is one of the oldest. It's a group of institutions, of course, but it's one of mm. the oldest wings of the institutions that um, that has been part of controlling humanity very deliberately based on a set of lies. Well, yeah. So it's it's how can you? It's the when, original when you're yeah form of government when when you're talking about government, the media, you know, universities, all these institutions about about uh, which are lying to you to control you. Yeah. How can you not? Come on, think that the church is part of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought uh, the conversation between um, Brett Weinstein and uh, that uh, Frat, I can't remember oh, his yes. surname, um, very, very good. Would recommend that to, uh, to anyone um, on the Dark Horse podcast. Uh, she talks about uh, these silos and how they're very, they're very keen to keep these silos separate. So the silo of the media versus the government versus the big corporation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they don't want you to spot that there are these overlaps and these links and these, these and the collusion and the corruption and everything else in between them. Um, I thought that was a very, uh, very appropriate observation. Yeah, it was, because she was talking about the occasional instance where they let stuff slip, don't yes. they? Um, and suddenly, and if you, you know... The bankers yeah. mentioning something. Ban- bankers mentioning vaccine mandates. And yeah, the, and the, like the really, tracking app really early on. In, in like 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah, the little, little slip-ups. Again, evidence of something. But I think, and we've talked about this in the past, is that it's there are so many of these things um, that almost the only explanation can be that it's coordinated or, or, yes. Or, or, yes. Or, or is it one in a million well the chances that pick the list of countries that all decided lockdown all in the same couple of days mm. you know um, based on all the same information or whatever yeah no it's it's all nonsense 
So one of the things that I loved that she said, um, and it reminded, it reminded me a bit of Tom Woods. You know, with Tom Woods with his the index card of allowable opinion. Yeah. Well, so she talked about the sandbox of allowed rules, and I thought that was mm. even better in that there's this there's this sandbox that you're in, and you can play as much as you like within their rules. Yes. And that's it. I thought, I thought that was that a was, great term. Yeah, genius. Because it's not quite the same as saying we're in a simulation. It's not quite the Matrix or anything. It's it's you you've got a place to play, and that that sort of sand that sort of sandbox is. Mm. Um, but we've got some very clear boundaries for you, um, and it and you won't really get hurt. <laughs> that's the about the only thing that's not quite not quite right because you will get hurt in this sandbox. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's, Killbox. it's 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 uh, it was a little bit like who was um, uh, who's who's the really old uh, kind of anarchist Noam Chomsky. Yes, uh, where he t- so he's he's made some decent points over the years, and one of them was that they not on COVID, no, um, or communism, um, or Pol Pot. And there's no, but anyway, <laughs> he's, he's he made a point once about that um, uh, the. The kind of the the number of or the the range of opinion is deliberately kept small, but they encourage really fiery debate in between the two sides. And right. I thought it was a really clever yes. observation in that they encourage Repub- you know, Republicans to be against Democrats, whereas when you look at it, they're very very similar. Coke and Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know they encourage debate between two sides, but the two sides are very close together. I thought it was really. It's another false dichotomy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I thought it was a really good, a really good observation. Um, but yeah, the the, the sandbox because the, the the whole thing with it's like sandbox games. Like you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's a sandbox freedom. game. You have you have freedom within this these boundaries that we set. Yeah. Going back to going back to Toby's razor. Um, I mean, I think you're right, and I think there's no nothing can convince him. Right, but. I mean, okay, this is the 21st century. And I can't think of, obviously, I can't think of a better example of tyranny than what we all went through in the last three and a half years. But does he look back on the 20th century and and think that, you know, Mussolini was just, just a bit misguided and that the Khmer Rouge made a few mistakes... I mean, he, of course he wouldn't agree with those statements. But it, it, there's a special kind of brainwashing that he seems to have gone through that is that those things can never happen again. Oh, we've learned our lessons. We've learned our lessons from the 20th century and we'd never do that again. Therefore, it must be. But if those weren't mistakes, we are now making mistakes. So did we not make mistakes then? I just don't. I don't understand the balance of everything that's happened then compared to what's happening now. No, and and also, if there's no room for malice, it just doesn't work. And okay, so he, he keeps and this. These his words. His words. He calls. He calls it the clown show, doesn't he? He talks about the, cl- the, yes. the clown show. So, are they all clowns, or if there's a mixture of clowns and normal people, yeah. clever people, you might imagine, the clowns always get their way. Yes. The, 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 the clever people, they, they never manage to get their ways. Always these few clowns. Yeah. And they're the world's most unlucky clowns. What are the chances? <laughs> <laughs> you know, what are the chances? Yeah, mathematically, this is impossible. Yeah, statistically. It's statistically impossible. 
Yes. Because it's statistically impossible to win the lottery, isn't it? It's well, yeah. There's there's like a level where it becomes yeah. Yeah, impossible, so, and yeah. it's yeah. you know as near as make no dif- makes no difference. It, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's highly it's improbable, statistically insignificant. Absolutely, yeah. Unlike the you know several standard deviations away from the norm of excess deaths. Yeah, and you know childbirth issues and. Um, all, all these, all these things. As let alone, as we keep repeating on this podcast, that there are fates worse than death, and the number of people who've been harmed is going to be greater than the number of people who've died, mm. and the number of people who've died is high. Well, something like, and this was a while ago, so it's pro- it's probably it's probably greater than that because they didn't they didn't have as much evidence, but I think they worked out that myocarditis, the the chances of getting myocarditis was like 48 times greater than the chance it was previously. Crazy. Um, that's that's the the number of cases that they're getting. Um, you know, remember those statistics about like the Australian army had so many cases of myocarditis within yes. the last 30 years. Yes, that's and right. And then it had like 10 times within like six months or something. I mean, I'm, I'm yeah, pulling yeah, those figures yeah, out, yeah, of my, out yeah. of my head, but it was something incredible. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's shocking. Mm. I've had enough of razors. Mm. We um, need we need a good one. We need a good one. I mean, your your one was pretty good. Uh, it's unfortunate that it's accurate. Mm. Um, but it is interesting how um, what what's interesting to me is that people who are supposed to be on our side use things like Hannah's razor. That's what's that's what's unfortunate. It's giving the enemy a free pass. Yes. Yeah. And just not, just just zero critical thinking, going on, going on there. Which which is very very bad. For what we're currently going through, which is still. It, I say if we're ever going to learn, I'm not, I'm not sure humanity is. Um, um, no, I think they are learning. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and uh, which is why it will happen again. They've got some very very useful information. Ah, they are learning. Yes. So lessons lessons have indeed been learned <laughs> from COVID. All the all the wrong ones. They've learned that people are sheep. People will be obedient. Um, they've got some really really useful information. So I'm aware that the COVID inquiry in the UK is happening at the moment. Um, I am not in any way, shape, or form following anything that comes out of it, but. I, I was I was tempted to really get into it, just to obviously see with my with my new eyes, you know, that would look differently on these things now than they would have done in the past. Um, to see how they're being constructed, see how they're being reported on, see what see what questions are being asked. I mean, I think I just get the reason I'm not doing it. I you think get wound I just up. get too wound up. Well, that, that, that almost goes. I mean, that was almost one of the first things I said on the on, the, on this podcast is like the government has investigated the government, and the government yes. has realised that the government had done nothing wrong. That, yes, that's what will happen. Yes, I mean, or, or the mistakes we made were only reasonable at the time. The, It'll be the Sam Harris defence. The Iraq inquiry, which lasted a decade and a half or whatever, um, which did did say the wrong thing had been done. I mean, that wasn't a whitewash. That was interesting in in its 
and it's you know not going well. I suppose the question again is who benefits in in that situation? Why did they need to trash what happened um, in that particular war? But um, you, again, you can't always assume always that the they always get their own way either. Um, so I've got no idea what kind of pressure. Well, do you remember? Do you remember the? Um, do you remember the Hutton report oh, as well? God, yeah, that was the, awful. The, the David Kelly investigation, yeah. where no, there's, there's no reason to do any more investigation. Everything was fine. I mean, I, I remember there was because he he was found he was found slumped against a tree, wasn't he? Although when they when they the kind of, list of when, when when they actually kind of got there, he was like lying down. Apparently, the artery. That he 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 severed was like really tricky to get to, yeah. Um, and it's like a really awkward thing. Couldn't have really done it on his own. His yeah no. The the chances of him doing it because he had issues with his fingers and being able to hold the knife and do that were slim. Apparently, even if he'd have cut that artery, the chances were it would have seized up and stopped the bleeding within about twenty seconds anyway. There was like no blood there around where enough, they found there wasn't him. Enough blood. Um, um, there, he was supposed to have taken a load of pills. Well, when they did the analysis, there wasn't enough to have done anything. And he had an aversion to taking pills. Oh, I know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, honestly, you couldn't write. You couldn't write. It. Yeah, he hated taking this medication. Yeah, yeah he took twenty nine or something. Yeah. On, oh. he literally had an aversion to swallowing mm. pills, and yet he apparently overdosed himself. Oh, it's all it's all complete and nonsense. And the, the email analysis, the, the BBC had like some 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 guy analysing his emails, saying that yeah, there was a change in tone in the couple of days before. It was almost as if he knew he was going to kind of end his own life. Whereas the actual emails he sent were to like a journalist he was talking to about writing a book, saying, "I think they're after me." Yeah, I think I think dark actors are. Yeah. Or the dark actors are, are, are pursuing me, or there are dark actions. It was something. Dark actions are against me. Something like that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, oh yeah, he was off. Mm. Epstein before. Well, yeah. so it, it should it should be Kellyed, really. Shouldn't oh well, it? he wasn't the first either. No, but it, it, it was Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's too many examples. Mm. Um, he he was no um, he was no saint. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. He was no saint. Um, I mean, he yeah, involved in some pretty dodgy government um, mm. government stuff. Um, I mean, he was a he was a he was a proper insider. Mm. Um, you know, worked at Porton Down and all this on various weapons things. Yeah, and was involved with recruiting some pretty dodgy people as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he was no he was no he was no saint. No, he's no hero. But no. Um, you can see why they offed him. I mean, he knew a lot. Yeah, when he was talking, hmm. they needed to silence that particular canary, didn't they? Yeah, which well, is fun, fun conversation, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but you, know, you, 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 talk, you talked about the, the you know the different reports, and that, yeah. was, that was one that, that sprung to mind. Well, but you um, got the nine eleven commission was a complete complete whitewash. Mm. Um, the, the COVID inquiry is going to be framed in such a way um, that uh, the only lessons learned will be about the you know the technicalities of, of lockdown and the, mm. you know and that number 10 should have followed their own rules and shit like that maybe mm. they shouldn't have closed the schools do you remember do you remember watching the thick of it where there's a bit where one of the ministers in the first season he's so glad he does something wrong and they said we're going to have inquiry he's like yes yes <laughs> thank goodness the, the relief on his face yeah because they're having an inquiry yeah um, yeah very very clever yeah I'm sure that's uh, I'm sure that's very accurate, um, but I'm 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 
I, I mean, are we going to read it or are we going to see the headlines for this inquiry when it gives its report? And are we are we going to just dismiss it? Um, is there going to be some something tells me if it, if I was on the other side because there's a, there's there's a lot of uh, we've talked about controlled opposition and that again falls into different categories of people because there are people who know they're being controlled people are quite happy to be controlled people are shills you know but there are I think there are obviously people who don't know they're being controlled and they're being steered in in this particular direction um, where was I going with that um, I think they're going to throw some things for people like yes, Toby Young that's that's what I'm going to throw say. them some meat. So they go, yeah, here we go. Look, they've admitted that yep. they were they've done some they've done something wrong. That, Lessons it. have been learned. Yeah, it's just to appease the Tobies. And, and then they can come out and they say, you see, government works. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it, isn't it? It's it's to reinforce the notion of the state is that there can be it's the checks and balances, and that's where this you know stupid article about the law comes in. It's as long as we've got that little our magic formula, our checks and balances in place, then everything will be fine. That's the that's the moral authority when it is no such thing. And they, they, I think these people consider that to be a moral framework. I mean, it is a moral framework, I suppose. It's not. It is. It is literally amoral. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's like these false dichotomies that you were talking about earlier. Um, yes. Where it's like, well, this is what we did, and this is what we should have done. This is the opposite. Yes. Um, when it, it, that's not the opposite, you know, you've just you've 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 just said that, like you say, it might be something like school closures. We shouldn't have sc- closed the, sc- the schools for as long as we did. It won't even be that we shouldn't have done yeah. it. It'll be for as long as we did. We should have wrote that back quicker, um, and and that will be that that will be seen to be, you know, the the other I, side. I loved the government. It was. I mean, this is. A couple of years ago now, this is terrible that that's the case. But um, where someone did have to go in front of a select committee or something, and it was like an education secretary or, or or a minister or something, and they literally said, "We didn't close the schools," and their line was, "We didn't close the schools." And of course, technically speaking, the schools were open for essential whatever the horrible term was. The employee, the, the children of essential employees. That's not the right word, is it? What was it? What was it called? Essential workers. Was it? Was it essential? I think so. Or key workers. Mm, yeah. Anyway, but you know what I'm talking about. Um, uh, and so it, it was made out that people voluntarily didn't send their children to school. I mean, I remember that period very, very, very closely, uh, and and parents being very anxious. Uh, about not knowing what they were going to do with their job, not being able to work from home while looking after the kids while supposedly making them do schoolwork. I mean, that, was a, that was a shit time for parents. I mean, it really was. Imagine lying through your teeth. It's like saying, yes. yeah, we didn't, we didn't close the hospital. I mean, we didn't have any patients. Yes. But we didn't close the hospital. The hospital was, was working. It was. You know. But you see, these people, right, you talk about, they're coming full circle here, you talk about that little feeling that you get, that... that that zing you get of feeling right about so of discovering the rightness of something or something new okay i think these people get that same feeling from pulling the wool over people's eyes when on a technicality uh, right i think you'll find this document here says we definitely did not close the schools no 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 yeah 
So, because, yeah, because of the, the dictionary I, I definition think you'll find of... It, yes. Oh, it was merely a regulation, Mr. Gove. Yeah. Yeah? I did not I have was, sexual relations with that woman. It, it, exactly. <laughs> it's that, isn't it? It's exactly that. Um, I think they get off on that, if you pardon the phrase. <laughs> Based on what you just said. Well, so sometimes, if you look closely... You can smirk. You can see the odd little smirk, can't you? Yeah. The, the the micro expression or whatever it is. Yeah, lie to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you see well, them all the time, though, don't you? When, when they bring up a picture of Clinton on the oh, that's, no. that's, that's early doors for TV to be showing Hillary what? Clinton with those micro yeah, expressions. Yeah, but the, 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 the people there, there's Hillary Clinton, there's, uh, I think, don't know, there's, there's Michelle Obama, I think they pick sometimes really? there's the Queen. <laughs> really? <laughs> They're really picking their targets. Um, it's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I just want to hark back to what you were saying earlier. Um, when you were going through uh, your different razors. Yeah. Well, okay. They're not mine. No, but you know. Well, they're... actually, I have one. Yeah. <laughs> one of them is yours. Should I try and get it into Wikipedia? Um, yeah. Or uh, what's the other? Um, uh, Urban Dictionary. <laughs> See if you can get it in there. Yeah. I prefer that. Um, so, and obviously, like, a lot of them are rubbish. Um, you know, there's the the uh, yeah, uh, Hannah's razor and Morton's fork, and Morton's all that fork, kind of, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. So that reminds me of um, uh, Sturgeon's Law. Have you ever heard of Sturgeon's Law? It's not Nicholas Sturgeon. No, right, no, no, um, I haven't. So it's uh, it's Theodore Sturgeon, who was like a, a sci-fi writer, okay, American sci-fi writer, and he was he was getting criticised, I think, or I think someone was criticising science fiction saying that a lot of it is just cheap rubbish. Okay. And he was basically saying, well, most fiction in of all genres is um, is you know is well no is is, is no good. You yes. know, you think of everything. Sure. Why, why is science why is science fiction getting such a bad rap when you look at most of romance novels sure. and all this, you know. And it and it it, it kind of it got him to to uh, to have his correct his Sturgeon's law, which is 90% of everything is crap. <laughs> and I think it applies to razors. Ninety percent of razors are crap. I mean, ninety percent of everything. I would be happy just if Hanlon's razor was was put in the bin. It's 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 complete complete nonsense. Um, yeah, it, it needs to be thrown into the sea. It doesn't. It doesn't need to be taken down by by me. It, like as I say, Brett Weinstein went to town and it called it called it a sledgehammer and not a razor, and you know. It's, Masquerading as one, um, Occam's razor is enough. I mean, that has stood the test of time. You know, Hannah's razor is you know forty years old. Occam's razor is from the fourteenth century, um, and people ignore it at their peril. It seems, <laughs> based on all the stuff that we've been we've been analysing um, in this podcast. Um, it's a it's a sad state of affairs. But I think Toby's razor is a good one. Um, I, don't, I don't think he'd think that. It's it's not. It's funny, but it, it's yes. It's it's as it's as it's as good as it's it's a revision of Hanlon's razor mm. because Hanlon does. You don't need the the last bit. Other than other than the the people who just see the clown show, they want to hang their hat on something that sounds official and they've got a razor it's Mm. one of the only razors in Wikipedia well they've got their own one now 
If you've enjoyed this edition of Sounding Board, make sure you subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and visit soundingboard.com to see all our audio recordings, videos and blogs. We don't want your money, but you can support Sounding Board by giving us a great review and sharing us with the people you know. If you have an idea for a topic of conversation, why not join us in our Telegram channel at t.me forward slash soundingboard. See you next time.